Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> On today's show, we are at crunch time at the bottom of the table, we rifle through some quickfire news, and I get a wonderful birthday present in the form of a Chelsea dagger. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Pod of Two Halves. It's episode 82, it's very hot, I'm very sweaty and, and bothered and hot. And bothered. And Aggie. And Aggie as well. And um, we're here with the show. We're here with Mr. Collard. How are you, my friend? I am all well, thank you. I'm not quite as hot as you, but probably be doing that later on in the show. Miles away from the microphone. I'm right there, right next to him, about an inch away. Inch away? He's been... He, if that's an inch, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been telling girls all this all these <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, Mr. Woods, how are you, my friend? Good. Although, Lee, is that a new T-shirt? It is, yes. Yeah, very Thank nice. Thank you for noticing. Very nice. Um, also, happy birthday, Michael. Thank you. Happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, that was brought a tear to a glass eye, that one. So how does it feel, mate? 34? Great. I feel, feel fantastic. Yeah? Running out of time for that international call-up, mate. Well, I said this, I think I said this last year, you know, I'm getting to the point now where when, you know, I'm older than the age I used to be when I'd create myself on a football manager, you know, as the manager. Um, and it's getting to the point now where that age that I actually am, um, I can select it as the manager's age now. I know I'm exactly what enough, you're saying. You know? yeah. And um, yeah, it's just depressing, isn't it? But never mind. There's worse things going on in the world than me being old and horrible now. So let's just crack on, shall we? Absolutely. Shall we crack on? 
Let's do Before this. Before we do, how was your weekend, Lee? Give us a quick little summary of your weekend. Sounds like some birthday blues, really. Um, yeah, my weekend was, was fine, thank you. Um, I went for a little trip to uh, central London for the first time, pretty much. I say central, I went up to King's Cross. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, one, one of those was one of those guys that are now starting to out get Were you out wearing a mask? I was, of course, yeah. Um, but I went for, for dinner in Dishroom. Uh, which is a, a place I highly recommend. Very, very good food. Uh, probably a tad overpriced, I feel, but uh, couldn't recommend it enough. <laughs> and then I went for a walk along the canal afterwards, and lovely. Had a pretty chilled Sunday, watching some football, and yeah, that, that was my weekend. Sounds good. How about you? Yeah, Woods. How about you? Yeah, pretty good, man. Um, watched a bit of the football. Watched a bit of the Formula One. You know, it's just a kind of a generally good week. I mean, let, let's not kid it, mate. I, I, had, I had a better weekend than you. Um, I've, I've had to suffer watching Chelsea try and topple Oli Gunnar Solskjaer this season. And finally, that monkey is off Frank Lampard's back. So I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, add the fact that the Kai Havertz rumours are, I mean, it's just a matter of when, not if at this point. So, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Well, bully for you. Well worry, done. I, 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 yeah. I will cheer you up by the fact that it, it, it sounds like there is progress being made with Jade and Sancho. So, yeah, by all accounts, it's he's he's pushing to leave. So, fine, fine, whatever. Let's just crack on with the show. Um, I thought I'd start off with a bit of a different kind of segment, a slightly different segment. I'm going to do a quick fire news round, okay? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a piece of news stories. I can name a, name a piece of news. Yeah, and I'm going to go to both of you to give me a very, very brief opinion on that piece of news. It can be one word. It can be a sentence. Okay, what it is not is not a paragraph. It is not. It's not. It's not a novel. Don't look at me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy to give you a one-word answer. Okay, the first one is this: uh, the Ballon d'Or has been cancelled. Um, but citing a lack of sufficiently level playing field, the organisers of France Football said the awarding of the prize, which has been giving out, given out every year since 1956, would be not worthy of the trophy's history. What are your thoughts, Mr Collard? Um, I don't really care, to be honest. Now, Mr Woods <laughs> does, does care. Talk to Once again, I'm doing that thing where I don't care, but Woods is going to care. I, I do care, care a lot. because they, they talk about the integrity of the competition in terms of giving the Ballon d'Or. They literally gave Luka Modric a Ballon d'Or two years ago. <laughs> right? I knew it. So, <laughs> this is why he cares. Yeah, this so is why he gets why to I bring care. up Modric again. Can I just say as well, because obviously one big loser that looks like is, is Lewandowski, who's having an excellent season, and he may well end up winning the treble and yet be basically not picking up an individual award of this high order. Uh, that being said, Leo Messi did 20 and 20 this season, which is obviously excellent. Uh, I think in Europeans' top leagues, that's been done now twice. The other player being Thierry Henry. And he also famously didn't win the Ballon d'Or. So maybe there's a curse there. Perhaps there is a curse there. Uh, on to the next piece of news. Jude Bellingham off to Dortmund, £20 million. Thoughts on that, Mr Woods? Uh, welcome to Manchester United, 100 million, 2023. Um, <laughs> it's an excellent move for him. He's the right club. He seemed, he, you know what? I don't know much about him. I haven't seen a lot about him. Um, I've read pieces that say he is uh, the pick of the crop from kind of that, that 16-year-old, 17-year-old um, age group. But 
the the takeaway that I had having um, heard him talk about this transfer, um, the most important thing about I think that young footballers can have is having uh, a good head on your shoulders, and he has definitely got that in a, in, a, in spades, you know, abundance of that. So I think he'll excel there. Well, it's the other player that's highly rated in the championship. That's right, championship knowledge trying to come out of my ears here, Mr. Collard. Uh, Nathan Ferguson from West Brom, 19 years old, has moved to Palace after his contract expired. Wow. Him and Bellingham were supposedly the two highest rated youngsters, uh, I think, from who scored in the championship last season. Okay. Uh, he's he's, he's uh, joined Crystal Palace. Bit of a coup there for, for Palace. He's a, uh, obviously a right back. Wambasaka went. Not this nice. season, but last season. So, fair, fair dues there. Good business. Um, Mr. Collard, Clive Tildesley has been moved out of the ITV main seat. Uh, he is said to be upset, annoyed and baffled as to lose his post as ITV's lead football commentator, saying, I do not know why this decision has been taken. Sam Matterface is going to be replacing him. Uh, what are your thoughts on Clive? We all love England football, Tildesley... Being removed from his post. <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to watching an England game with him not commentating. Um, for what it's worth, I actually quite like Matterface. Uh, yeah, I, I, think I agree. He's decent. And to be honest, it's also just kind of the way of life, you know. It is. It's just, I can understand what his right disappointment. What right does Tilsley but... have to have that job, like, for life? What, exactly, what right yeah. does he have? Ultimately, ITV have looked at it and gone, we want to go a bit younger uh, with Sam Matterface. Um, it just screams of bitterness. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, is that, of course, he's got, look, he's, he's, he's a, a, an icon, I guess you could say, in the game. He's been doing the job for a long time and he's got a lot of um, great uh, lines from, from, you know, all of our childhood growing up through. But there comes a time um, when, you know, you need to move on. It happened with Motson. Um, and the BBC certainly survived, and you could argue that maybe the the country has moved on. Um, I think Sam Matterface does a good job. I've mm. I've liked listening to Sam Matterface. I, I, it screamed of old man shouts at cloud a little bit. There are three things that I do not like watching England games. The first one was Clive Tildesley. Can I guess that one? He would drive me mad. What well, go on? The band. The fucking band. The band. Right? That fucking band. And the other one is an ITV. Oh. Those three things combined used to drive me fucking insane. One of them, done. See you later, gone. Right? Two left. The band's gone, mate. They can't get anyone in the stadium. Oh, thank fuck yeah! So, so, so now we're down no to what I, I don't know what the uh, the original score is of that because obviously it's it's sampled in Bittersweet Symphony, which I get what we're doing here. I get it. Being an England fan, it's constantly bittersweet. We understand here. Um, um, I'm gonna play a little game with you now. Oh, well, not not quite a game, but almost a game. Okay, uh, Leeds United have obviously been promoted back to the Premier League. Okay, I've. I'm, I'm ecstatic about this. For me, oh, they are... Exciting. You know, we all welcome gr- it. Gr- yeah, we're, you know, we're all welcome, even though they are traditionally a Man United rival. It's good to have a, a rival of ours in the league that we could hopefully beat. <laughs> Although I do feel that Bielsa's pressing game may, may prove <laughs> tricky for Oli to uh, uh, find his way around. Um, so they, they, they were last... He's United before, hasn't he? Uh, they were last in the league back in 03-04. Mm. Long-ass time ago. I want the pair of you to guess how many managers, not caretaker managers, but full-time managers they've had since then. Mr. Woods, would you care to guess? I don't need the names because I don't have the names because there's loads of them. I, 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 I read the Squires thing today, so I've got yeah. a, a rough idea. <laughs> I didn't count them. Um, it, it was a mad number. I thought it was something like 18 or something. My, my, in my head, I had 19. 
It's only 15, but oh, then there's damn. literally been something like five or six caretaker managers as well. And Neil Redfern's been in there about 12 times as well, which is just bizarre. Um, the, the, bizarre though, the bizarre one was when they got that guy from non-league, mate, like Hocker Day. Oh, yeah, that guy, yeah, mate. He lasted literally like a, a month, I think. The, um, the key the, the, thing that happened with Leeds, though, was the ownership, <laughs> right? They had an absolute basket case in charge before this guy came in. This guy that they've got now, by all accounts, Kenny Daglish was the one that nudged him towards Leeds. Um, he's somewhat of a self-made through, um, I believe, like um, selling TV rights. That's kind of what he is. He's 11 sports. So he obviously didn't quite succeed with um, that in, in this country with the Spanish and Italian football um, on the streaming service. But what's interesting about him, uh, and which might be a bit concerning for some fans, is that he's very close with the PSG owners. Very close to the extent that um, there was a lot of talk about them buying into Leeds. Well, um, the, 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 big port, the big talk straight away, now that they're in the Premier League, they're already talking about Cavani. There you go. Because <clears throat> immediately like they, like, they got as promoted. As in, like the chairman's come out and said Cavani's name. Yeah, because he's got links with, with Cavani via the owner at PSG. And the thing with it, um, you instantly have a bag load of money. He's got a load of money. i got to say, it, look, Bamford ain't going to cut it in the Premier League. I saw, I so Talksport tweeted this out. Bamford bit, but the facts are the facts. He's never impressed at the top league, and he's never going to. He's just not cut out for it. I do he, kind of wish they had that. They did go for that badge, the one with the you know the oh, the, 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 the arm on yeah. <laughs> the arm on the thing. We, we have missed out here big time, but no, it's exciting. Although I did read something along the lines that um, I mean, they they they've really when you look at it, sixteen years outside the league, they've spent more time outside of it than they have ever in the Premier League. It's kind of a but weird one, isn't it? They did they did win it before it was the Premier League. But equally, my understanding in terms of their history, they spent more times outside of the top division than in it. But growing yeah, up, they've only been in the top league for a couple of years before they won that league. It's, it's a weird but, one, right? But, but as a '90s child, they are a Premier League no, team. I, Do not take this away from me, the pair of you. <laughs> no, I completely they were agree. High level as well. It's hey, look, by the way, we, we've got a fascinating situation because um, you know, obviously, like you say, we've got um, Manchester United um, Leeds, but Chelsea, Bielsa, Lampard. There's going to be some spice in that one as well. So, um, yeah. But, it's but, what, that's what I'm looking forward to most is having Bielsa in the, in the oh, Premier absolutely. League. This guy what is, a joy. Is, he is a maverick beyond. He he, he does you, things I, that are so different. I read. I just a very quick story. You read about uh, obviously during lockdown. He's uh, you know he's basically just in his statistics bunker going mad, and uh, he provided three pages worth of information on on like a, a team's third choice goalkeeper that's literally not played football. Three pages of information on a guy that doesn't even play. Incredible. I can't wait because he's also um, somewhat of an idol for Pep Guardiola, right? Guardiola loves yeah, this guy. Well. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to how Pep feels about that when he sees the old binoculars at the training ground. <laughs> mate, I love it. I, 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 oh, it's going to be great. Body, mate, bring him in. Just, um, just quickly with that, if, I don't know if you can remember the game they had in the FA Cup against Arsenal. I think ooh, it was last season. Or yeah. It might even been this season. I just lost with the whole fucking lockdown virus malarkey. But... Um, they they were really really good against Arsenal. They they are, you know. I don't want to start saying things now. Like you know, they're going to be doing. Real, they're not going to do a Wolves, I don't think. But uh, they're, they're going to be a really interesting side next year to watch. Absolutely. Now, just a quick thing before we get onto the actual meat and potatoes of the show. Um, did you know that Iron Robin is back? I did see this. Is he back at his first club? 
His first club, FC Groningen. He uh, retired from the game on the 4th of July 2019 and then announced his return the 27th of June 2020 to help them throughout the COVID crisis. What a, what a man. man. And that led me to figure out, to see who else from, from the game is somehow still playing football, which I didn't know about. The first one is um, Robinho, won the Turkish league at the weekend. For what? For example, <laughs> Get out. Yep. Wow. And uh, my favourite one. I would have had him playing football just back in Brazil or something. Nah, I would have had him like party boy, like <laughs> somewhere in the slums in Brazil, like really overweight by this point really overweight I would have had him in like the Chinese second division but earning bank um, Ricardo Fuller remember him <laughs> yes. still playing football at Nantwich Town at the age of 40 years old Yeah, he's only like, 40 what I'd level like, is that though Nantwich Town I don't know I don't know but I, I like to think that listeners around the globe will raise a glass to Ricardo Fuller <laughs> I was always weirdly a fan of his. He was a talented boy. He's just played in a pub team. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last thing before we go. Uh, it's just been announced pretty much recently, to like, as in the yeah. last fucking hour or so. Hoiberg uh, to Everton, 25 million smackaroonies. What are your thoughts, Mr. Collard, before we go to the next yeah. segment? Well, Woods put it on me, actually, before, uh, before we started the pod. I wasn't even aware. Um, I knew we had uh, bids of 18 and 20 million pound rejected. Um, but the concerning thing for me was the fact that he come out publicly and said he wanted to play for Spurs. Um, we've now had a bid accepted, so if he ends up playing for us, I do feel it's got a, a strong whiff of our previous transfer dealings where we're getting players for the money more than the desire to play for the club. But um, he's, he's definitely a marked improvement on what we've got. Um, I I don't really care about the money. I don't care about the fee because it's not my money at the end of the day. Just as long as it brings obvious improvement to the team, which you think it should do, given that my much criticism of Tom Davies. So, yeah, he can tackle, he can pass. It's more than what Tom Davies can do. How many uh, players, good, good players, are going to be playing for Everton due to the love of Everton? <laughs> <laughs> just going to put that out there. Yeah. Just at the, you know, well, you say that, though, but, like, you know, when we had players like Arteta and that, that they, they, when they came to the club, they had, they had a point to prove. Is, and they, and they, they, they were good. Is the market isn't like that anymore, though, mm. is it? The, the market has changed so rapidly in that short, in that period of time. But that's why I said, that's why I don't really care so much about the value. It is more just what the player is going to bring to the club and what their desire is to play for the club. You know, he wants to play Champions League football. You know, realistically, that's probably not going to happen at Everton. For, well, it's know, not going to happen at Tottenham, is it? But the thing is as well, well with more that... More chance than Everton. Well, maybe. The thing is yeah. with that, when, when Arteta came to Everton back in the day, how many, how many teams were there that you would say that are definitely better than Everton? Back in the day, I mean, what I'm saying is the league It'd be is equivalent to what we are now. Top yeah. Yeah. Oh no, you are. You know I mean? so, so I was going to so say like four or the, five the, teams, the, and now this the, time you can comp- say like the, easily the, like eight or nine. Yeah. The competition for to sign these players is greater. So realistically, the way you're going to have to get these players these days is with a bit of the old, a bit, the bit of the old Wonga. Yeah, and it's something we've got, but it's something we haven't done very well with in in previous like the last three seasons. Well, since we've had the money, to be honest, since uh, you know we decided to get Ronald Koeman in, and then. Scattergun, isn't it? That's the problem. The the thought process. I'd I'd, I'd like to think that 
Hoiberg has been identified to in a way that they see him um, offering balance with uh, Gomez, right? He has with uh, uh, Marcel Brands is like you know he, he pointed him out. He's the guy that he wanted go. because of you know the age as well comes into fact. He's only twenty three years. Twenty four. I couldn't believe that. I thought he was older than that. Twenty four years old. So he, you know he's still got his best years kind of in the next three to four ahead of him. Plus sell on potential. Sell there on is still, still sell on, and he's still all, have to think like that. A wasn't bit, he also Southampton's captain? He was until he told him he, did, so, he was leaving yeah. one, what do we say about Everson a fair amount mm. leadership in the, middle, in the middle of the park you ain't got any fair you know, who's, oh so yeah in terms you know, of he's going to bring that he's quality he's going to bring a bit of that to the, to the table as well um, yeah I mean more like for what it's worth he's always he's always been pretty good you know I think it's a good signing for Everton um, yeah let's see, let's see how we get on um, so let's, let's, let's move on obviously because as Woods may have mentioned at the start of the show some rather annoying things happened if you're a red person or a red manchesterian yes right or blue or a blue manchester basically, basically. from manchester or support any of the manchester clubs it was not a good day for you uh, over the weekend we now have an all london fa cup final and i'd like to be the first to say congratulations to woods but uh, I, I i don't care i don't care about the <laughs> fa cup uh, it's a pointless trophy these days the, the magic and the mystique went many many moons ago um yeah, there we go, basically. Who's the bitterest man in the living room? I'm the bitterest man in the living room. Because <laughs> the thing is, right, this is the thing, and I'm just going to start off here on a bit of a, a, bit of a rant here. Go um, for it. I, I have no love for Arsenal these days. I like watching Arsenal lose because, because uh, Arsenal fan TV amuses me uh, beyond belief, um, although they are getting upset. <laughs> Whether Arsenal Oop. fan TV is even going to exist in a, you know, in a mm. whilst time is a different matter altogether. Um, but... I don't really like this whole thing about Arteta's oh, the greatest manager in the world. You know, this is kind of chafing on me a little bit. Um, yeah, look, it's been marked improvement, um, but I think if they win, there's nothing more unbearable than Arsenal fans when they're winning things. That, that does drive me slightly <laughs> bananas. Uh, I never forget. I used to go to when I was at college. There was a guy that anything, any time I had a conversation with him, he would end the conversation right. By, by basically saying, uh, but we want it in your backyard. Uh. Every time. And I was like, you're literally a fucking moron, aren't you? You are literally a moron with no... You, that's all you think about. And, but then on the other hand, you've got Chelsea. And... Ah, oh, Chelsea. I, I, there's something about this whole thing which I just inherently dislike. I can't help it, Woods. I can't help it, right? I've always kind of had Chelsea as the team that I don't really, you know, doesn't really count. You know what I mean? Like the Man City of, of before. You know, if Chelsea wins something, that's eh, fine. Woods will be happy. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but this whole gimmick of, I don't know, all your youth players are suddenly the best youth players in the world. You know, Frank Lampard's the greatest manager in the world. It just, it rankles me a little bit. You're getting all your summer signings done with annoying efficiency, yeah, <laughs> with irritating efficiency, um, you know, oh, Roman's back from his fucking yacht. He, he cares about the club again. We're going to spend all the money. A little part of me is a little bit annoyed, yeah? And, you know, and the other thing as well, like, there's this game of the weekend. You know, I've not seen a single paper reference the fact that you had two days more rest than we had, yeah? No wonder we look fucked, you know? <laughs> it was surprising. I, I do, I, I felt they got the semi-final weekend wrong. I know they had to condense it into a short amount of time. I just think that they should have finished the Premier League season first and then had the semi-finals after. Uh, I will say, I will say, sorry, just one last thing. There are no complaints from me about, about the game. Um, you fully deserve the win. We did not turn up. The players looked tired. There was no movement. The Chelsea press was... Um, 
We've never done well against the press. No. Going back to 30, it's in the club's DNA. We can't deal with the press. Um, and yeah, we just couldn't deal with it. Players didn't look there. The movement, the running, the effort, the intensity, none of that was there. Chelsea fully deserved it. Um, I said before the game that I hoped that we would... I didn't mind if we lose because uh, I don't really care about the FA Cup. Um, you know, it's not, it's not what... I care. There's bigger things for me at the end of this season than the FA Cup. You know what I mean? For yeah. me, the FA Cup for me was an unwanted distraction. Um, that may sound like you know, if, if, if I'm Lee now, Lee's probably sitting there going, "Oh, you know, oh, you know." If you if you were in the FA Cup semi final, mate, you'd be like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever." But for me, bigger prize, bruv. However, all I wanted to see was a good performance, and I didn't get that. I got a, a shambolic performance, and I think what it's done is um, reminded a lot of people that. We don't have a good squad. No, you don't. Um, we've got... Your 11 is excellent, right? Because that 11 has been rolling teams up. And like you said, they just gasped because of the amount of games in such a short amount of time. It was just... Um, Oli had to freshen it. He played a similar team to what he won at Stamford Bridge earlier this season, which is why it, look, it looked mental on paper, the lineup. It really did. I couldn't understand it, um, but... Then it was mentioned in commentary, played something similar at Stamford Bridge, I think, and obviously United won that game. So that was the rationale behind it. But Chelsea were prepared for it um, and they looked motivated you, to go out you and prove like, point. You looked like a team that had played that formation before. Yeah. We, had, we, we looked like we'd never even laid eyes on a 3-5-2 before in our lives. And even then, um, I don't want to... I feel that De Gea is getting piled up on this season. Um, and I saw some numbers that suggest that although he's made some errors leading to goals, he's he's kind of breaking even as a goalkeeper in terms of his expected goals versus goals yeah, conceded, is, um... which, you know, he's a degrade because he... You know, we're only two seasons removed from, I think it was 15 was the number that he'd effectively uh, benefited Manchester United. It, it's difficult for uh, an elite goalkeeper like De Gea to kind of be human. Um, so he's kind of performing at a human level and it just... Everyone sees it as a massive decline because of where he was and there's no doubt the second goal um, it's, it's a similar one to the one that he could considered against Bergwijn and it is a concern and the difference this time is he's got <laughs> Dean Henderson breathing down his neck the, right? At least the Bergwijn one was hit with power yeah. that Mason Mount shot I completely, can say that completely mishit it um, when you see it back it just completely mishits that ball um, so Chelsea were uh, Chelsea were the better team um, they, they deserved it on merit they certainly got some benefit from from the goalkeeper. Um, in terms of our season, I, I was kind of where you were to be honest before kickoff. Um, if we'd have lost that game, uh, so be it. It would have been, I think it would have been more damaging to Chelsea to lose than Manchester United anyway, just because of the the psyche of losing four times to United in a season. That's why I think Chelsea had to go and win that game. Um, like Can United, coming very quickly, yeah, ask you both a question though. Given the fact that you knew who the final was going to be against wasn't that motivation itself it did change my perspective um, yeah because if it was City I'd been like fuck it off it's and a- the second was Arsenal I was like mm. Mm. I'm you interested know? now yeah and it, it was that I kind of alluded to that on on, on, on our Twitter page uh, that both United and Chelsea's probably pre-match has probably changed drastically and I think had the Leicester game taken place on Saturday instead of literally during the time uh, in the lead up to the, the, the game that Maybe both managers might have looked at it differently as well. Certainly, with Leicester losing, it was a massive plus for both Chelsea and Manchester United to the extent that maybe United could have gone a bit more uh, risky with their starting lineup, not not needing to kind of worry too much about the games further down the line. Um, but in terms of De Gea, they're in a really interesting position with him. Um, I don't think he's finished. I think it's just... 
he needs to find himself. Maybe taking him out of the firing line is what's needed. It's, it's a real difficult position for Oli. It really is because if he has any doubt in his goalkeeper right now, uh, he's got to go with Romero. But would you really pull De Gea out for the last two games with the importance that's that's relying on those? I would have pulled him out for the FA Cup anyway. Romero's well, meant to be the cup goalkeeper. This is fair this point. Thing that was fair point, which didn't make any sense why he played. Yeah, he didn't know. have to because Romero has been playing all the all the FA Cup games anyway. Yeah, it was a weird one for Molly. Um, and we've always said as well he's probably the best number two in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean United have got three excellent goalkeepers. They've got a a, a wealth that Chelsea we can only look enviable on, right? Um, the, the rumours again were about Chelsea trying to sign Dean Henderson. It's not happening. United aren't sending, selling Dean Henderson to Chelsea. I want to coin a Fergie phrase. They wouldn't even sell Chelsea a virus, right? Because they are direct competitors at this point in the same division. There's no way that Manchester United are going to sell a player that improves them. Just not yeah, going to happen. I, th- I think um, I think best case scenario for the keepers next season is um, we... I think Romero goes somewhere. I don't know where he goes, but he goes somewhere. And then for me, I'd, I'd prefer to see Henderson and De Gea compete um, I think Chelsea did that years checking ago Courtois. with uh, checking uh, Courtois. Yeah, uh, I think having some competition in there where we can take De Gea at the firing line, we can give Henderson some belief as well that he can be a Manchester United goalkeeper. It's just because so, I've seen it in the past where we thrust some guy into the sticks at Man United and they can't handle it because you know playing well for Sheffield United is one thing. Playing Playing at Man United is a completely different kettle of fish, especially as a goalkeeper. Right? The pressure um, of un- an expectation on that club, especially next season. Let's not fuck around. There's going to be a level of expectation on that team to go and deliver next year. Exactly, and I think. But by all accounts, though, uh, Henderson is really well thought of in terms of like the way he applies himself and his level So there's every good chance he would succeed as well. Yep, absolutely. But we ha- that we we have to give him the best chance, and I, I think having having him there. So a he can because he hasn't been he hasn't trained at Man United all season he doesn't you know what I mean oh, for a couple of seasons isn't it so he needs to a integrate with the squad again because I don't think that's really been happening no um, and I think he can learn a lot from De Gea absolutely De he's also goalkeeper. a very short window between the end of the season and next which doesn't give a lot of climatization into that unit like you say like to just thrust him in and go there's the number one shirt you're now Manchester United's number one get on with it. Uh, in, in terms, I guess we should probably touch on the other game. Um, surprise, yes, because Pep takes cup competitions seriously. Um, I think he went in with the intent of winning that football match. Um, Arsenal played what I can only describe as a Chelsea performance. Backs to the walls, taking their opportunities when they they came. Um, to be honest, they had the most clear opportunities in the game I don't really remember City having too much guilt-edged chances they really miss Sergio Aguero in big games though like Gabi Jesus he's just not close to that level is he no he's not the XG for this game was uh, Arsenal had 0.9 City 1.8 but yet City had 64% possession 314 touches in the final third yeah. things like that you would think there'd be a higher XG or actual goals and the fact that they didn't get any yeah. didn't they have one shot on target or something stupid like that it was um, there was, I think uh, they there had was one a, big chance yeah something stupid like that it wasn't um, it wasn't the slice and dice that you would expect um, my only comment on this and again it goes back to um, what I kind of said earlier about Arsenal and kind of their improvement now we just covered on the pod the other day or the other week that yeah there has been improvement um, you know, there are certain certainly aspects which have been improved by uh, Arteta uh, uh, and his methods. However, 
the key for me isn't whether you can stick fucking 12 men behind a ball. That's right, 12, yeah. And, and defend and, and, and use a Bamiang's pace to get a goal. You know, that's not the key. Because Man United did have done that for a couple of years. We did under Mourinho. And it's bollocks football. Because eventually you have to, you're going to have to play against a team, and you're going to have some, to attack. Some, but sometimes though you've got to know your limitations. That he's very know, limited but, with that team. But what I'm getting at, this is the whole point, is that's fine, and where they are now, it's fine. That is progress. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when they did similarly grind out a result like that under Wenger, and it was like, oh, we're the, you know, we're, and it's like, well, that lasted long, right? We need to see if a they can do this on a semi-regular basis. But then the key is exactly the problem that United are going through at the moment is when they start playing against teams which aren't going to, like, where they can't just sit back or who are going to give them the ball, are they then going to do something with it? Capable think- of playing through teams that set a low block against them. It's a exactly. very similar issue that Jose has with Tottenham. You mentioned him at United. He's got the same problem at Tottenham. Yeah. Um, they battered Leicester on the score sheet at the weekend. Leicester had the best, the better that game comfortably. It's just a case that classic Jose football will sit deep, soak it up, hit on the break with uh, Son and, and Lucas Moura. And in, importantly as well, Harry Kane was moving pretty well at the weekend. He was, he was. Very um, nice goal as well. And really, the second goal was a wonderful strike. Um, that, that will work against teams that will play that way against Tottenham. So you're looking at teams like City, Leicester, Chelsea, probably even Manchester United as well. These teams that um, prefer to have the ball and Tottenham will let them have it, knowing their limitations. It's when they play against a, a team that are like a draw does here. I, I will. I will. The only thing I'll say on this, and this is the worry, it doesn't win you new fans. No, it does not. It, it no. turns off existing fans, right? Because uh, you might, they, Arsenal fans might sit there and say, "Oh, I get a result against C. That's really good." You know, we'd have got turned over four 0 before. Um, as a United fan who has had to put up with that type of football for quite a few years now, that football is bollocks. After a while, it becomes disappointing because you go into games and all it is is, "Can we cling on and nick a goal?" That ain't how I want to be going into football matches as a fan. I want to be going up to. Do you know what I mean? I want to. I want to have a clear game plan, which means that the probability of us winning is in our favour, not hoping we can defend and nicking a goal. That for me, that's not football, in my opinion. I don't. I don't appreciate that style of football. I. Pre- I do admit that it is. It is necessary, and Ferguson used to do that a lot, obviously. Um, but it's something that that you need to have plan B, plan C, and that should not be plan A. No. In my opinion. No, it's it not football be, no. that appeases fans over a long period of time. Unless you're Diego Simeone in Atletico Madrid. Because the, it's the only fan base I've seen that has embraced it. Do you not just think, though, that they adapted their tactics to, for, this, for this game? I've seen, bearing that, in mind that, that, as well that Arteta... This is how I've seen Arsenal play basically since Arteta's been at the club. Certainly since the start of lockdown, or since restart, this is how they've been playing. But as we said below, with Arsenal, you have to kind of go back to basics with them because they're, they're, they're that far behind in terms of the, the quality that they have on the pitch and the personnel. That oh, yeah, but this is what I said at the start. So he needs to start, I know, and he needs to progress it. And as long as there is progression, which I think there is elements of under Arteta, you know, I've been a big fan of Arteta since he's coming to yeah. Arsenal anyway. But, you know, I think also what I want to say, bearing in mind as well, um, was the fact that he's obviously man- he was, you know, assistant manager at Man City. So he probably knew what tactics were going to work against against them I, I think That's setting a, a low block and, and just hoping that I mean City's tactics were, done that and we've beaten Man City I, I think City's well, tactics well, thought, at the were weekend were give it to De Bruyne and hope he does something it was City were 
I thought City were pretty poor. But then again, Arsenal maybe made City That's because Arsenal right? made them, yeah, because they were so compact. All they could do was play it across and they, they didn't so allow wait, any wait, shots wait, to wait. set up the goal. Hang on a second. So Arteta does this and he gets lauded as some kind of tactical genius. Solskjaer's done this against Guardiola a couple of times now and yet he's Luck. lucky. That, that's the kind of the thing. That, uh, Solskjaer doesn't have a tactical brain. That's what I hear from the media. It's <laughs> away from everyone else. You know, do you know what I mean? There's the double standards here a little bit. Hey. <laughs> As I was saying at the start, the key, for, the key for Arteta now is, yeah, well done. Like, I'm not going to take it away from them at all because this is completely different than what Arsenal that I've seen for a while where they would just get turned over. The key for them now is the transition. It's the transition from this to something else. Uh, go to this when you need to, happily. But if they plan to make this their only thing they can do, that's where the issues come in. But the transition isn't easy. Um, the one thing I want to say... It's going to be very interesting to see who they buy yeah, and how well, they want to play. Well, this is it. Um, what money is there? Uh, I think a lot relies on this FA Cup final for them to get Europa football. Um, I, I know Arsenal fans are like, oh, let's leave it. No, no, you, you don't have any fucking money. Like, unlike Chelsea, who can basically go, I'll oh, bin off Europa League football, we'll just basically go for the league. You can't do that. You need to get Europa League football because it's 30 million to go buy... Well, this Thomas Partey geezer that you want to go sign. The one, one thing I just want to say, um, Arsenal, I feel under Emre, would have folded. Um, I think that there is an element that he's been able to install a mentality that they're able to basically go do the low block uh, defence. I mean, Shaka looks so. like a different player. I will, I will say that. And a lot of them do. They, they, David Luiz is now some kind of sterling general at the back. It's, it's quite remarkable. He's going to be hell motivated as well in the final. Uh, the, the, the issue is is that uh, well not the issue so that's a concern for Chelsea but on the other flip side we've got Giroud and he he is excellent in the FA Cup um, so I don't know what to expect in the, the final we've got a terrible record against Arsenal in the FA Cup finals we've lost both of them um, I wouldn't be surprised to lose another one as well I really wouldn't well we'll see how we get on with that one I for one will not be watching him <laughs> um, so Speaking about Arsenal, European football and things like that, um, Leicester City are obviously, you know, for me, the focus for Man United is just on fourth now. It's all I give a fuck about. Yeah. Obviously, we've got the Europa League happening in like August at some point as well, amusingly. Um, but we, you know, fourth spot, getting in the top four is the most important thing. Now, I have heard from an in the know that Pogba and Sancho will be arriving or, and signing contracts, whatever, regardless of fourth. Doesn't make a blind bit of difference, apparently. That would make Whatever. sense. I think um, that makes sense. This idea that players only sign for teams that are currently in the Champions League when they are uh, 20 years old is a load of horseshit, by the way. It just yeah. doesn't exist. Uh, I think the Man United idea- have the coffers to be able to... Well, that's the key the, thing with Chelsea anyway. and Havertz as well, because um, if they do miss out, which they still could do, by the way, um, Havertz still gets done. Havertz isn't signing just for one year to have a crack at the Champions League at Chelsea. There's further down. <laughs> it's, not an, it's, it's not a swan song, you know, even you know I, mean? I want one more trophy. You this know? idea that basically, I think I remember Klopp saying, because someone asked him when he missed out on Champions League his first season, and his response was, I don't want players that want to be here because we've got Champions League football. I want players to be here that want to be here to get us Champions League football. That's the difference. And it's the same thing. It, 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 like Ultimately, if you're signing players that only want to join you because you're playing in Europe that year, you're signing the wrong fucking players yeah no, I, I agree with that one but... see, see Hoiberg then <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lee I have a question for you I have a question for you talk about Europe talk about top four I want to get you a nice impartial view on this one is Leicester City's season a failure 
if they do not get Champions League qualification, considering for the vast majority of the season they've been up there? Um, you've come to me with a topic that I've got no notes on. The, the only one of all the topics. because I want to get your true <laughs> true thoughts from um, Harley. I don't want pre-prepared stats. Is it like... What, uh, well, my gut feeling isn't no. I think I think they, they should be happy if even if they finish like fifth, sixth with Europa League football. I think at the beginning of the season they would have taken that. I, I mean, uh, granted, I know they were what was it double figure points ahead. It was double figure points, like thirteen points. I think yeah, it was twelve like points or something ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're in that situation, yes, you would be a bit pissed off. But then also at the same time, you've got to take into account this lockdown probably hasn't helped things. Um, and we also we, we touched upon it before. Woods, obviously, you love to highlight this because you know the the xg with vardy the XG it, it, it was always going to catch catch up with him and and so it did it was almost like a, a false sense of uh you know kind of picture they were given given yeah, the vardy was, you know like, they're banging in, him in left right and center in reality had the games played out how x and i know the game isn't played on xg because if it was it would be shit um but it still gives a fair reflection of the games and leicester were winning games by conceding less than they should do and scoring more than they should do which is just not you can't maintain that over a season exactly sustainable um, will it be a disappointment you're goddamn right it is um, <laughs> like, just, 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 just wait for this because the thing is say, say the worst case is this right the worst case is this um, Chelsea do enough United rock up and batter them at King Power and, and they're, they're fifth right disappointment them Wolves go and win the Europa League. Oof. Then you've got basically your, 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 your relatively local rivals also playing Champions League football. It's a big kick in the dick at that point. That all of a sudden you've got five English teams playing in Europe and you ain't one of them. Despite being crowned as the team that were meant to be uh, keeping Liverpool on their toes for the title back in November. Now, it's, it's honestly, um, it's a complete bottle job. If, if, if Leicester City were wearing red shirts Whoa. with white sleeves, they'd be getting slaughtered for it. What doesn't help Leicester is that they do have a relatively small squad. Once you get out of that main start in 11 and then being oh, with lockdown playing right? every three games, it's never going to help. So Madison obviously had a purple patch as well and I think that injury mm. form has caught up with him a bit. Um, I feel for him because he was uh, the flavour of the month for a long time um, and it seems that people... Because it, it it, the discussion at this point uh, was the expectation was who United's going to sign? Is it going to be Madison or Grealish? Who's it going to be? But it's not even a debate. It's the guy that's fighting relegation that's the obvious choice, which is is kind of mental when you think about it. Um, but there's a couple of other players that I mean, Chilwell's played himself out. I think of a, of a transfer to Chelsea. I think that's probably coupled with the fact that um, Leicester are going to demand daft money. It's a it is a disappointment. There's no two ways about it. Um, this was a window of opportunity that will not exist next summer. Uh, losing season. losing the right back to Ricardo Pereira oh, again that, that's massive, been a huge blow big, to them massive blow because he, he, he was obviously a key player in terms of their offensive outlet as much as the defensive one um, he's been replaced by a kid as well essentially yeah. the, the problem for Leicester is is that this was their opportunity because I really do look at next season I go Liverpool and City are going to be fine I think Chelsea will be better how can they not be with the, the playing, playing uh, stuff coming in United should be comfortably third I, I felt this for a while that United should be comfortably third. They, they've they been hindered by significant injuries. Manchester United, like Leicester, don't have a very deep squad and that's what needs addressing this summer. Uh, and, and by bringing Sancho, they ultimately do increase their squad depth because someone's going to have to go sit on the bench while Jaden Sancho's tearing it up on one of the wings. Um, so you've got those four I'd have them comfortably ahead. And it's to be seen about Arsenal and Tottenham. We don't know. Like... Th- 
they're going to be in and about the area with Leicester next season. And then Wolves. Now, Wolves get Champions League football by winning the Europa League. They're all of a sudden picking up the players that Leicester have probably been looking at going, well, <laughs> going back, you don't want to sign players because you've got Champions League football. It's the, the narrative changes a bit when you're Leicester or Wolves, right? You take the opportunity when you can to invest and get those players in. You're missing a huge, huge uh, point here. Um, Auntie Bruce. Auntie Bruce? Auntie Bruce. Is Auntie Bruce and, he, and his mega bucks coming in, right? Do you know what I mean? Come on, there we go. <laughs> this is true. Uh, this is true. I mean, that Saudi money, if it arrives, is going to be another fucking nightmare for some teams. Is, isn't and Vardy's aging out, though? man. Vardy is aging out. I know like, he's, he's, scored, he's, gonna, he's gonna get a gold, another golden boot this season, right? Excellent. But he's 32 going 33, I assume. Which would make sense, because that's how numbers work. Um, <laughs> at some point, they're going to need someone else to pick up the strain on that. Doesn't he's, he have th- a, he's 33 going into 34, actually. Oh. But doesn't he have like, the touch of the drogbers about him in terms of he came into football quite late, so there is that. You know, he's not mentally or there is, physically burnt out already at this There age. is that, but speed will be the first thing to go. But he's maintained it well. He's still that got speed, it. At some point it goes, mate. Like, just ask Gary Neville. It goes. And when it goes, it, like your athleticism will just kind of just disappear. It's one of those it, things that it does. It depends on injuries. If he, if he, it does. If he gets free, an injury, he does finished. maintain it for a longer period of time. You know, Gary Neville, he was out for like two years before he, he, he realised that he was legs were fucking gone. The, the one positive for Leicester, it does seem that they've got a good young crop of players like coming through. They've got the, the Thomas kid who's highly regarded, who came, has come in and he's looked, looked good. But oh, it's a massive gut punch considering where they were. Like, they were nailed on for top four and, and for one reason, well, basically through the fact that United signed Bruno Fernandes, basically, uh, they're going to miss out. That signing of Bruno Fernandes in January changed United's season. And uh, when we do our season review, that'll be the uh, signing of the season for me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't, I you the, you I won't have any arguments. against he comes in as well. He's got, all the, he's got the Wolves angle, which I never even thought about. <laughs> and that's like genuinely it's, Man, if we're you're playing checkers fan. he's playing chess over here, <laughs> I mean? like, <laughs> um, well look um, there, there's, I suppose there's one other kind of big story that's happened in the Premier League over the last week and that is of course everyone's favourite ostrich lover uh, <laughs> Nigel Pearson being sacked can we quickly just because I, I, I I, I'm so desperate to talk about this um, this Watford story because obviously they say I'm sorry I'm really jumping ahead here but they, they kicked off today, right? Three points clear, but importantly, they were also four goals further up and their goal difference, right, against the two teams below them. What was the one score line they couldn't afford to do against Man City today? <laughs> Jesus <just> Christ. They <laughs> <laughs> like, literally in the dressing room, like, if they get a second, that's it. Just basically line up on the goal and just stop them scoring. They've managed to lose the game 4 0. That goal difference is gone. Oh, my God. Isn't what? it an element, though, of just like, ha-ha, fuck you? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck that club, man. We have all said all season we don't like Watford. <laughs> they're, 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 they're scummy with the way they rotate managers in and out and they do all that nonsense. They've got a horrible midfield of Will Hughes and Tom Cleverley. No, not for me. Troy Deeney up front, larding it around. No. Yeah. Delafay De- De is a symbol of that club. Oh, mate, he's, not, he's been injured. Yeah, I, I, yeah, he was doing all right. When I he know did. he was doing all right, mate. But when he's your talisman, right? That powder puff, as Ronaldo yeah. was once described many years ago by Eamon Dumphy, yeah. When that guy's your guy, nah, you don't deserve to be in the Premier League. And uh, they're they're reaping what they sow right now. But um, obviously, Nigel Pearson's They've going. They've got away with it though so many times, haven't they, Watford as well? 
that's that's the scary thing about it. And the thing is, they're they're still in pole position as well. Or do you think they stay up? Well, they've got the Arsenal. Ar- is the last Arsenal day. last game? Right. Isn't so it? Villa had got Arsenal in about half an hour, fifteen minutes, um, and they finished with West Ham. I want to say um, Bournemouth finished with Everton. Watford finish with Arsenal, mate. It, it really depends what Arsenal turns up on the last day. Let's put it that way. Because if Arsenal turn up and they're like, let's have a, let's have a day of it. Let's like finish the season strongly, and they turn up and win. They're in nice big shit. Nice warm up for the FA Cup. Yeah, I mean, this is maybe their eyes elsewhere. Maybe those players are playing for a position in the FA Cup final. Mm. You know, that's the other way you could spin it. If Watford lose, they're really in trouble because Everton, although they picked up a victory this weekend. Their form's been in the toilet. And there was uh, a dour victory, so we say. So, a classic Everton performance. So, so as poor as Bournemouth have been, yeah, exactly. Like, Bournemouth will look at that and go, that's not bad. Equally, like, West Ham should probably be all in sombreros right now, feet up, pina colada, <laughs> because, like, they're, they're safe. Um, fuck, no, no. Fuck, just go, West Ham can go fuck themselves, all right? David Moyes, first thing he says in the press conference, should have been given more time at Man United. Fuck off. Hang on. Fuck off. Sorry. Why he, are you still banging on about this? Is this what he said? Seven years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was today. Are you kidding me? It's it just seven years ago. Like, right? just, uh, the first thing that he did when he came to Man United was sign Fellaini. The first thing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did was get rid of Fellaini, right? It shouldn't be forgotten. Fan, but, it, you're missing God. the important thing here is that it was the first thing he did with sign Fellaini, but it awesome. wasn't. Crucially, it wasn't the first thing. The first thing was to can the transfer of Thiago <laughs> so he could Char- bring in... Thiago who? And he must have been on the phone like, who the fuck's that? Does he play for Scunthorpe? No? Oh, I don't know him then. No idea who this Thiago guy is. No, get me Fellaini. Um, wow, I can't... He's all over the place on press conferences. Mate, uh, mate, Moyes has... that. Who's that giant guy that plays midfield for West Ham that... Um, Oh, so, begins with S. So, so, so check or so something check, like that. Yeah. Flaney Mark too. That guy. He's everything Moyes loves. Tall elbows. It's incredible. He's he's done it. He's found himself a Fellaini Mark too. But Villa Villa have got Arsenal tonight. They might not get much change. But having West Ham at the weekend is a massive plus. Uh, and and both Bournemouth and Villa go into it knowing a win might be enough. Um, especially if. You know, Arsenal do the business on the other end for for um, for Watford. I mean, what a fucking nightmare! How can you go into a game tonight? Like, genuinely, you must have been like, we cannot lose our full goal advantage. That's basically everything we've got right now. That's going to keep us safe. We cannot afford to lose that. Keep it tight. Four nil, you lost. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I mean, Nigel Pearson. They should have been gone anyway. Pearson did come in and he did a half-decent job. He turned it around. He got a run of results and then it did go to shit. And it went to shit big time. By all accounts, the owners were fuming because he... I haven't been watching Watford because why would I? But by all accounts, he's been picking some weird teams, playing weird choices at full-back. Well, I've got that here, yeah. He's got that he, uh, he had Holobas as the uh, reserve left-back who uh, needed to come in. But he's been dropped from the squad and said they've been playing Mariapa and then Kiko Firmino out of place and out of position whilst you've got a decently servable left-back yeah. in the squad. Well, like he, and, an, and another one was the fact that he chose to play Tom Cleverley instead of uh, Shalabar when uh, Kapue got injured as well. He, they, they thought they should have been like a defensive midfielder, and instead they brought in Tom Cleverley. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I can completely yeah. understand. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing here? Why are you playing this guy? Yeah. Uh, so, look, Pearson's done himself no favours. Getting rid of him with these two games to go seems mental. Like, 
mental, but maybe they also looked at it and went, we're getting zero points with this guy in charge in these two games. And maybe just the players playing themselves might be better served than what Pearson was doing. It does look mental on paper, but they must have felt we're, we're going. We are going to drop if we just don't do, if we do nothing. Um, Apparently, so, the so uh, the the sows the seeds were sown um, going back in lockdown when they were discussing um, like potential transfers as well, and apparently they were getting into quite heated exchanges then. And also, there was a report fact that he got into a physical alteration after the uh, the West Ham game with one of his players. I think it was at Miss Messina. Fucking Apparently, they've had to downplay that, but you, you can imagine, you know, Mate, classic you Nigel Pearson? Pearson. You know, do you remember when Pearson choked that guy on the touchline? Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> but with the smile. The Sid, do you know what I mean? What's he doing? Because <laughs> it was just banter throttling a professional football on the touchline uh, Pearson's a nutbag mate first grade absolute nutbag um, it the, only was meant- the, the only good thing about Pearson is that he is like very much against Brexit like, and I, I would have thought it's a shock isn't it I would have thought it that it would be the complete other way because yeah. he comes across completely the, the, the opposite to that but um, no in every other metric you can judge a human being by he is absolutely crackers the guy's but, but bananas the, but the thing is he hasn't been relegated and he obviously famously kept Leicester up that season when, before they went on to win the league but if he's got it in his like if he's got history of not being relegated then why would you get rid of him two games to go if you're going to get rid of him just see him out to the season you know yeah. I can understand your point of view where you're saying maybe they thought well fuck it we're not going to get any points anyway we're just going to go for something but yeah. nah doesn't doesn't make sense I, I hope they get what they deserve I hope they go down I think I mean it looks like ruthlessly <laughs> I, fucking, I don't like Watford I've been to Watford a couple of times I've actually been there several times I fucking hate the ground I hate the fans I hate the fucking the chant the fucking yellow army yellow army fucking does my head in and we've lost the other Watford fans. <laughs> Excellent. That's no Liverpool fans, no Spurs fans, no Mate, Watford fans. Probably no Arsenal fans. After we've earlier. berated Watford before, especially Deeney. You just you mentioned it yourself with Deeney. No one likes him. No one, no one cares about fucking Watford. <laughs> we still we like you, Leeds though. Leeds, come into the fold. You can listen to our show. It's going to be a fascinating last day, isn't it? When can you, you look smell at popcorn. Maybe ready for that final day that Woods was going to talk about. It's about popcorn. <laughs> Madness. Go on, sorry. The, the final, like the final day, is setting up to be a bit of a cracker with you know a relegation battle between three teams, and obviously the uh, Manchester United Leicester game um, thrown in Chelsea as well into the, the mix with the top four. Both ends of the table got some really interesting storylines to play out on the last day. Can I just add as well? I'm absolutely gutted that Wolves conceded that 97th minute penalty. I my fucked up my predictions My wife completely. had no idea why I was celebrating a Burnley goal, <laughs> but I, I was going mad when he, I mean he crushed that in the top corner as well. Mm, frustrating, because like after you said it, that, and then really I looked at it more. I have been stressed. I was stressing about Wolves because I was just looking and going. They could run the table here, and we're fucked because there's nothing like I, I, I. Wolves are just that horrible team to play against because they've got that they got that one tactic. Adama Traore get to the touchline, ping it back, stick, and Raúl Jiménez basically out jumps the centre half and bags one. And it's like, how are we going to defend that? 
It's a slight discredit to Wolves, though, isn't it? Come on, they're, they're well, very a little well bit between Matini and the, no. Basically, look, they've got some nice the, players in the middle. Of they've the got some nice well. players that basically go kick the ball to Adama Traore <laughs> and get him to run. <laughs> but, but crucially, Adama Traore comes on around seventy minutes. Yes, when the fullback is gassed. I, Chelsea are going to be playing two left backs. I genuinely believe that there is no fucking way Marcos Alonso starts on Sunday. No way. <laughs> He'd be raped, wouldn't he? <laughs> It'd be a natural football uh, raping. I, I think that Chelsea will match them, and it'll be very interesting to see who he lines up um, at left wing back. I, could, I, could see, I know Asper Equator's best position is that popcorn. Yeah, that there right, you go. <laughs> that right centre back position. I think I could see Asper Equator being shoved into that left wing back position just to deal with Adama Traore. Well, on that note, should we go to predictions? Yeah, let's hit some up. Okay. Tuesday, 21st of July, which is today, the day of my birth. That's right, boys and girls. Um, we have. Oh, hang on. Do we? What do we have? Uh, Arsenal, Aston Villa. What channel is it on? What channel is it on? It is on Sky Sports. Aston Villa versus Arsenal, quarter past eight tonight. What say you? Arsenal. I'm gonna, t- I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to take Villa, I'm going and I'm going to explain it. why. Because I think Arsenal might have a come down. That was a massive performance for them at the weekend. That's why to be fair, it'd just, be classic Arsenal as well. Why, you can, yeah. why I'm going to draw? Actually, no, I'm going to switch up. I'm going to have a draw. You've, you've, you've turned me there. Would we'll draw? So you're Villa, would you? Yeah, I'm taking Villa. I, I don't know why. I, I just don't think Villa have got enough quality though. No, them. I, I, I mean, I don't know how they'll win the game. <laughs> Probably like a David Luiz, like you know, mistake after. Yeah, like David Luiz is kind of like still enjoying the fact that uh, some some pundits have had to talk and praise him, uh, and he's still living off that that glory from the last week, and he's going to crash back to David Luiz this week. Um, uh, Man United West Ham tomorrow, Wednesday, twenty second of July. United are pumping West Ham. I reckon they're going to stick him five. I'm going United, mm. but I'm nervous about it. Nah. West Ham. West Ham with David Moyes. <laughs> the thing is, though, with West Ham, as you, you know, you, you alluded to the fact they could be in their sombreros, you know, yeah. tomorrow night. But also, could be the fact that they've got pressure off. to lose. Yeah, yeah maybe, off. maybe. Um, they've been I, scoring I, some goals. I just I mean, blight against shit teams. United are going to have a chip, right? I was a pretty, that was humbling at Wembley. I, I, I think they'll there'll be a bounce. I think there'll be goals, but I'll, I'll take United. Okay, then we have got big game, big game, big game. Liverpool Chelsea quarter past eight. Draw. Sky Sports. Yeah, I don't know how to call it. I don't know what team Liverpool I don't know what the hell Liverpool are going to look like. Um, they picked the trophy up at full time. Chelsea, Chelsea and Liverpool have drawn quite a few games at Anfield in recent history. Um, I, I, Liverpool were still pretty good against Arsenal. It's just the case that Arsenal's goalkeeper said no. Um, I'm going to say draw, though. I think that Chelsea will get a point. I'm going to go Liverpool. A for the vibes. Uh, and B um, I think similar I think Liverpool's form has been really poor Um, not Liverpool standard for a few weeks now and I think up against Chelsea I think they're going to want to actually remind people this is our trophy that we've just won we are actually fucking good it's Chelsea Um, I could see it being a draw I could could see it being any score but I will put Liverpool because that's who I I'll join you Want to win. <laughs> um, and then going on to Sunday. What day? This is all the Sunday games, isn't it? Last game of the season. All, all last game of the season. All the same Million time. Sunday games, all at the same time. Now, can you watch all of these games? 
I don't know what they're going to have on, mate. Um, I can only assume you must be able to watch all of them because they said yeah, you, you can you do can this watch every season. Yeah. Every season, I think you do have the option as well. So it's not just even for like because of the circumstances. All right now. now, I will say I have to mention this. I am not here on Sunday. There's no pod next week. Ah, <gasps> right. So how are we kidding? what? No, take the <laughs> microphone with you. You might have to put Lee in a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys want to do the pod around me, go uh, ahead. It, right, Woods, I'm big... so scared. No, just say just say no. When are you back? Uh, I'm back a week a week later. A week later. Wow. When are you flying? Saturday. Saturday. Oh shit! As if as if it's worked out like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we will have a review for like the second or third. I mean, like the good August. the good news is for me, if it does go horribly wrong, I ain't got to talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can just I'll, I'll be away. Yeah, it doesn't matter. True. And if it goes right, I can just be sitting there sunning myself with a smug expression on my face to nobody. Um, Sipping on some sangria. Exactly. But look, genuinely, look, it ain't hard to do this show. I don't know, I've seen you have a few meltdowns. No, the, well, there, all right, there is another solution. Now, for those of you who listen to uh, Talk Filming to Me, myself and Adam Flint did a show on there uh, like a week ago. Um, he used a program called Squadcast, which involves literally a Skype call, all of it gets recorded and you just upload it. And it's just perfect. So um, maybe there's an option there. We will discuss it internally at Pod of Two Hearts Probably best HQ. not to try and work this out for- <laughs> No, and uh, <laughs> during the middle of predictions yeah exactly um, so we may have a show next week I'm hoping that we do I am putting the baton firmly in your two your two boys' hands to keep it going um, maybe maybe what we do is we draft Flinty into host that might be the option could work I, I think could work I think that is the option if I'm honest maybe we get Jackson him. involved as well Jackson you're listening come on get involved <laughs> Right, anyway, back to the... So we've got Sunday of Death, right? Every game is on at four o'clock. And well, this is going to be quick fire, okay? Very quick. I don't want you talking about these games because I ain't got time for it. Arsenal-Watford. Arsenal. Arsenal. Burnley-Brighton. Draw. Burnley. Burnley. Crystal Palace-Spurs. Spurs. Palace is poor, terrible, poor. isn't it? God. Yeah, going Spurs. Yeah. Going Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, Kane's banging, banging them in, isn't he? Chelsea-Wolves. Chelsea. Chelsea. Wolves. <laughs> no, <laughs> Wolves. I was, Come on. I, I was doing the charm. I know what you were doing, and I just wanted to ruin it by oh, going okay. Wolves. Well, I'm going Wolves as well, so yeah. All right, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> uh, Everton, Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Draw. What? Oh, Everton are crap, aren't they, to be fair? Exactly, mate. Bournemouth have got something to play for. Yeah, I'm Jim, go- you I'm could go- do a number on us. I'm easy. going Bournemouth on that one as well. Uh, Leicester, Man United. I'm going to draw. Manchester United. Yeah, Man United. Uh, Man City, <laughs> Norwich. Ooh. I fucking Payback, love if Norwich mate. did win. Nor- <laughs> Norwich beat them earlier this season. Nor- Could you imagine if Norwich do the double over City? Oh, double and relegated. <laughs> and not just C- relegated, like comfortably. City are going to give them a hiding, mate. Mm. Yeah. I've got my triple captain to play on uh, my fantasy football. I'm saving it for this game. Better not let me down. Then we've got Newcastle, Liverpool. It's got to be Liverpool. It's got to be Liverpool for me. Newcastle, yeah. Liverpool, now. Liverpool, yeah. Southampton, Sheffield United. Southampton. Uh, draw for me. Draw. And then finally, West Ham versus Aston Villa. 
Whoa, it's it's everything for Villa. Mm. Yeah, fuck Moyes after what he said today. So yeah, Moy, uh, Villa for me. Yeah, I, I I got a bad feeling about that one for Villa for some reason. Um, I'm going to say draw as well. Okay, Who's going down last... in my predictions? I, I'm trying to work this out. I think it, I think it. I think Villa are safe because I've gone beating Arsenal tonight. Well, what, what I could try and do, to be fair, we could try and make an actual table based what, on what all, of, going down? all of our predictions for the season. I oh, see, yeah. What, with I mean, Bryson, br- bottom of the league for you. Br- <laughs> <laughs> Your hatred of poor old Potter. Brighton, Brian, rock so well, um, Maybe I'll look into that in the, in the, in the break. Maybe I'll look into that. Um, last predictions of the season, obviously, until we get to the Champions League and Europa League knockout tournaments, which would be quite amusing. But before we get to that, we need some winners and losers. Um, Lee, hit me with your winner. Well, despite everything you said, I'm, I'm going for Arteta because I, I love I love the man, and you know I feel like you two have done a disservice to him tonight. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Arteta. Okay, Mr. Woods. I think come on, it's a great performance. Uh, you know, it's great a great result, not performance. performance Frank Lampard got a monkey off his back on Sunday. It was a big deal to beat Manchester United. And okay, you uh, Leeds United, uh, the Leeds fans, uh, Bielsa. What for being absolute cunts and like like didn't they actually like attack the police or something? Yeah, the apparently. Fans? Yeah, they they let oh. themselves. So, so give it to Leeds, but not their fans. Yeah, I give it to Leeds as a club, not the fans. I think there was like a, a policewoman that actually like got some real serious injuries as a result of the, like these uh, celebrations that they had. All right, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Fuck it, Arteta. Yeah, <laughs> Arteta's going on the thing. Yeah, we're gonna go Arteta. Okay. Um, then then a loser, Mr. Woods. Oh, loser. Um. David De Gea, I guess, seems like he's he seems to be getting the majority of the blame for for the weekend's defeat. Um, high profile errors. It's not what you want from your goalkeeper. I second that. You know, at the end of the day, they've cost a final against Arsenal. It's not a final against City, so you can realistically. I know you don't care about the FA Cup, but it's still a trophy at the end of the day. Would have been a nice one to have. Well, I completely agree with you. It would have been a nice one to have. Um, the um, look, I was in a pretty fucking bad mood after the game. That tells you everything you need to know, all right? My, my bravado is, it masks the, 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 the pain inside, I would suggest. Um, I will go a slightly different route. Um, Dea was obviously at fault. I'm gonna go Lindelof. I think he's been fucking dog shit for weeks and weeks. He's and weeks and weeks. such he's a weak, weak link, mate. The um, the telling thing was the Giroud goal. Dea, yes, yeah, should be doing better, but he just manoeuvres Lindelof out of the way Lindelof has the physique and the physicality of me and I'm a weakling you know what I mean um, I think it's just poor and compete like in the air about him. as well he's always beaten in the air he's a liability yeah. there because um, it happens sadly you know hopefully and it looks like Eric Bailly is okay which is good news uh, scary stuff obviously mm. um, it happened just after he'd gone off right yeah so and um, no surprise there exactly um, so yes yeah, so that's my loser of the week um, that's basically it for the show I'll see you guys in a couple of weeks time I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to the show uh, from, from from sunny Madrid and uh, yeah any final words have you, have you words? picked your team yet what have you picked your team yet Spanish uh, no, Getafe <laughs> I haven't picked a team yet I've, what I've said is I'm going to when obviously fans are back and we're going to have to do stuff again I'm going to visit every Madrid based football club and I will see which one I like better 
It won't be Real Madrid because they're obviously a bunch of massive arseholes. Um, but I would like to go to the Bernabeu. That'd be quite you know, quite an experience to go and watch a game there. Or to go and watch Hazard waddle around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Importantly, Edin won the league. Um, so did Gareth Bale. Well, Ed, one Ed, goal. Edin won the league. One goal. Well, importantly goal. as well, that pocketed Chelsea fifteen million pounds. So it's disgraceful. <laughs> disgraceful. Uh, but look, next season Man United are going to sign Leo Messi. So on that note. <laughs> On that note, let's bid you all adieu. I'm going to be really controversial on that. Actually, not on that note. Why don't you become a Barcelona fan in Madrid? <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? I think uh, my girlfriend would break up with me, genuinely. <laughs> she, she genuinely despises, not just Barcelona, Yo, but Lee. every single person that lives in Barcelona. She Catalonians. Dis- she hates Catalonians. Like, you know what we're getting them as a leaving present, don't you? We're definitely getting you a Barcelona shirt, mate. Barcelona no, shirt Barcelona Messi Signed Messi shirt Don't you have some Barcelona turf In your bedroom Like hanging up as well Yeah I do Because it's uh, you know, the, the Guardiola team Which is probably The greatest club side Of all time And I have some of the turf That they played on They were pretty room. tasty That team Exactly On that note though Let's let's crack out of here Yep What's the word Lee? Hasta luego Eh? Adios amigo There you go Arrivederci There we go That's the wrong language Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.